I'm Talib Fizram, and this is World Changing Ideas from Fast Company Magazine, where we investigate how leading innovators are solving our most challenging issues. Hey everyone, given the holiday spirit of gratitude and generosity, we wanted to revisit a topic we talked about earlier this year. In our first episode, I chatted with Gravity Payments founder and CEO Dan Price about his decision to give his employees a minimum wage of $70,000. Here he is talking about the moment he initially realized that was something he had to do and how it's been working out for his company. Fast forward to 2015, and I'm on a hike, and my life's pretty pretty darn good at the time. I'm a millionaire. I'm making a million dollars a year. Our employees are doing a great job. They're creating the value, and I am able to take a day off of work and go hiking with my friend Valerie, uh, who is my favorite hiking partner. So I'm ready to have a great day, and we're about halfway up the mountain. We are going up uh, a pretty well-known hiking trail here called Mount Sai. And she started explaining to me about how stressed she was because a $200 rent increase was throwing her entire life into chaos. And I was really initially angry at her employer and like the system and everything. And then I realized that a third of my employees made less than what Valerie was making. And here I was thinking, oh, it's her employer's fault. Right. (laughs) So it was, it was like, oh shoot. And that, that lack of integrity on my part, that contradiction that I was making and how I was thinking about things, it was it was a domino that fell that knocked over like a million other dominoes in my head. And I just knew like I, I had to sell out to it. Like I had to do whatever it took. And the numbers didn't really work because we would have to double a third of our employees pay, which would cost us about $2 million a year. And that was all the profit that we made on an annual basis. And that was all of our, you know, money that we had to pay down debt, to pay taxes, to invest in our future, all those sorts of things. Wow. And also not to mention having a margin of safety because we didn't have any outside backing. We still don't have any outside backing. So that was kind of the second domino was that I would need to cut my own pay by a million dollars to be able to afford to do it. Right. And also that we would have to scale it in over roughly two and a half years. So we had about a third of the company that had their pay doubled, a third of the company that got some sort of a raise, anywhere from a few thousand dollars to maybe 10 or 15, 20,000 dollars. And then we had a third of the company that did not get any raise because they were already making, you know, more and they were the ones that were on the good side of the equation. To what extent, Dan, do you think that your personality has been able to help you kind of take on this unfair system? You interviewed with Eric Schurenberg, Fast Company and, and Inc. CEO. And, and you told him that you have an abrasive personality, but for good rather than evil. So can you kind of elaborate on that and the effect that that's had on this work? I really have no idea. I, I think that <laughs> the success of it has come from our team more so than me. I think I have gotten better at being less of a liability. But I think that the people that create value in a company and the people that deserve credit for the fact that we were able to pull this off are the 200 employees that work at Gravity. I also have to give credit to all the 20,000 small businesses that trust us to do their payment processing. So I'm not trying to be falsely modest, but I will say that, you know, there's plenty of nine-year-olds that have abrasive personalities. 
And there are also plenty of nine-year-olds that know it doesn't make any sense to take all the money that all these people are creating and give, you know, such a high percentage of it to one or two or five or 10 people and not pay the rest enough to like be able to get from point A to point B. So I feel like the reason why I've been, you know, at times prominent in the discussion is less about me being good, but more just about the comparison being so bad. And I think that if you look at kind of the way the venture capital, CEO, executive, private equity, public system is set up, you know, I think that I owe all of my success in terms of any notoriety I have, not to anything good that I've done, but first and foremost to my team, to my customers, but then probably realistically also a little bit to all the really crappy companies and CEOs out there. So what would be your practical advice to, you know, other CEOs, other execs who are thinking about changing up their compensation structures? I mean, how do they kind of untrain themselves from this traditional way of thinking? You have to realize that if anybody that works for you is not making a living wage, it's causing real harm every day. And as a leader, you know, if if you're an actual leader, that falls on your shoulders. If you're more just a, a faker, then maybe you can get away with not really taking it that seriously. But if you're an actual real leader, if you're doing the job that you're supposed to do, not even in the United States or by our laws or in your company, but in a larger sense, like in a more kind of like look at looking at human history, the role that you play as a leader, you will be judged on this. After he announced his plan, Dan also faced some initial criticism. We had between zero and two babies born amongst the entire team before the 70K minimum wage. Since then, in six years, we've had 60 born or announced. So basically 10 times. You've caused a baby boom is what you're saying. I certainly haven't caused it, but our employees were no longer shackled by such an unfair system. And so, you know, it turns out millennials, some of them do want to have babies. It's just they couldn't afford to because they're not getting their fair share. So, you know, we proved that they're Same thing with housing. We had a major uh, housing boom, 10x increase, first-time homeownership. 70% of our employees pay down debt because Rush Limbaugh and Fox News, Fox News said our employees would be on the bread lines because they'd get all fat and happy with this high salary. Then they would do a, a bad job, get fired, and they couldn't replace that income, and they'd end up, they literally use the term bread lines. The opposite happened. We actually had 70% of our employees say that they'd paid down debt, even though they had a higher income that could support more debt. They chose not to take on more debt. They chose to decrease their debt load. And then lastly, we had between a doubling and tripling of people saving for retirement. So it's it's all the basic stuff. And I think uh, one of the takeaways there is this like total BS argument that people that don't have enough money, it's some problem with them. Like they're not managing their, their money properly. Like we completely disprove that because we had people who were like, oh, I should get new tires to be safe, but I can't because I don't have money. And then all of a sudden those people are buying homes, saving for retirement, paying down debt and having babies. So it's like that whole argument, it just doesn't work. And it's not just the 200 people at Gravity. I mean, I think that's true of people all over the world. Like if you give them more money, they'll know how to spend it better than you would. That's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to World Changing Ideas wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you liked this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. World Changing Ideas is produced by Avery Miles and our editor is Nicholas Torres.